Hello, high school impact people. I am not Andy, I'm Wilbert. Andy gets paid for this, I don't, so you know the saying, you go what you pay for. All right, so, uh, hey, before I forget, two things to remind you about. Uh, you should be hearing from your life group leaders for grade level hangout time, all right? So, um, should be coming soon. Uh, for, for, for my life group and the gals associated with the same grade level, we're going to be meeting at the Rietvelds and um, you'll, you'll get more details later. I'm going to be making Chinese fried rice, so don't miss that. Chinese fried rice, all right? Uh, and also, uh, hopefully after this, stick around a little bit and refer to some questions at the bottom here that you'll see. And um, hopefully that'll, uh, that'll make you think some. So let's jump into it. We are in Acts chapter 9. That is my task for the week, walk, walking through the book of Acts. This chapter is mostly about Saul, uh, otherwise known as Paul. If you read later on in Acts, it'll say Saul, who is also known as Paul. Um, so dual names were popular back then, I guess. And so if you hear me say Saul or Paul, it's the same guy. Um, so some quick things about Saul. He had quite a resume. He was a religious leader. So he's kind of high up there. He's a Jewish religious leader. Uh, he was also a Roman citizen through his father, which was a big deal kind of because you had some benefits from being a Roman citizen. So Paul had a lot of things going for him. Paul was also a very passionate dude and very passionate about his religious beliefs, which did not believe that Jesus was the Savior. So Paul was so passionate about what he believed, he didn't want good things to happen to Jesus' followers. So Paul was very much in favor of, he was okay with the killing of Christians back then. So, so much so that the beginning of this chapter 9, we'll see that Paul was willing to travel over 160 miles, 160 miles, no cars back then, to Damascus, this town called Damascus, and he was going there specifically to round up Christians and bring them back to Jerusalem. And you can read between the lines about what he wanted to do with them when, when they got back to Jerusalem. So he's sending letters out to the, the Jewish synagogue leaders in Damascus saying, hey, help me round up some Christians because I'm coming to get them. Chapter 9 starts with this journey. And let's read about what happens to Paul on this journey to Damascus. You've read this before, we're going to do it again. Um, I'm going to read starting in chapter 3. And the Bible says, As he, or Saul, was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. I'll keep reading a little bit more. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. So Saul, on his way to Damascus to go round up some, some Christians, literally had a come to Jesus moment. And his buddies were 
afraid, confused, whatever, uh, and had to help him into Damascus because Saul became blind. And while he was there at first, no eating and drinking for three days, which is in line with uh, some of these survival TV shows that I watch, these reality shows, because they say you can go days without eating, but you can only go three days without having any water. So this is probably where they got it from. Paul didn't eat or drink for three days. So now the Lord's probably thinking, look, we got to fix up Saul because he's my chosen one to spread the gospel. And the way he does that is the Lord asks a guy named Ananias. And Ananias is a Jesus follower. And he asks him, hey, Ananias, you have to go over to uh, this place over here. There's a guy named Saul. He's staying there. He's, he's blind. I need you to go pray for him so he can get his sight back and get all better. And Ananias understandably questions God. Hey, God, isn't this the guy that's okay with killing Christians? And, and the Lord says, don't worry. He's my chosen one. I have chosen him uh, to tell people about Jesus. So Ananias goes over there, prays for Paul. The Bible says scales fall off of his eyes somehow, and, and, now, and now Saul can see. And I'm sure he hydrates and eats afterwards. So all is good. So now Saul's ready to go. And the Bible says he immediately starts preaching in Damascus and telling people about Jesus, about the good news. And understandably so, people they're confused at first because they're thinking to themselves, isn't this the same guy that was okay with Christians um, being persecuted and perhaps even killing Christians? I mean, if they were Chinese, they were probably saying things like, uh, uh, which of course means I don't know what you're talking about. And they would be confused and understandably so. But because he was the Lord's chosen one here, um, people began to hear him out and understand and believe in the good news that Paul was saying. So much so that some of the religious leaders, the Jewish religious leaders in Damascus, they plot to kill Paul. So now all of a sudden Paul is, is now the hunted as opposed to the hunter. So Paul's buddies, they all hear about this and uh, they stick Paul in a basket and drop him from a window down the city wall and they skedaddle off back to Jerusalem. So Paul escapes death, and, and uh, it was, it, here, here's Paul, probably a short amount of time, and he's already getting death threats. So now Paul's in Jerusalem. Same kind of thing happens. He starts telling people about the good news of Jesus. And, and the people speaking in Chinese probably were saying, What are you talking about? This, you were the same guy that was okay with killing Christians. And uh, thankfully, a guy named Barnabas on Paul's team, so to speak, Barnabas steps in and Barnabas says, guys, don't worry, it's legit. Paul's on the up and up. He had to come to Jesus moment. He truly believes that Jesus is the Son of God uh, and he's a savior. And so, um, again, the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, they hear word of Paul and things he's saying now and, and things he's saying about who Jesus really is. They didn't like that story. They plot to kill him. So, second death threat in a short amount of time. So, Paul's buddies scoop him up and they get out of town. We're going to stop there. If you were to keep reading in Acts 9, you would, you would read about uh, Peter and how Peter, um, he healed a paralyzed man. And Peter goes on to um, meet a woman who, well, a family who uh, uh, 
the, one of the women in the family passed away and died. And Peter raises her from the dead. So no big deal, just, you know, healing paralyzed people and raising people from the dead. That's what Peter did. You, you read that later on in Acts chapter 9. So, we take a deep breath and think about what we've talked about in Acts chapter 9 about Saul. Uh, you could probably learn a bunch of different things and I've thought of two things that perhaps we can kind of stew on um, and, and take away from this chapter. And one is, we had said before, Paul is, he spent a, a lot of time, energy, and passion in what he believed. And what happened here is, if you think about it, the Lord took that same time, energy, and passion and just redirected that in a different direction, a better direction, the gospel. Um, and Paul's, pretty much his preaching career took off. Looking on that, is, is, are there things in our lives where we spend a lot of time, energy, and passion? And should we perhaps redirect some of that time, energy, and passion to something that's more kingdom related, something that's going to put a smile on God's face. Can we do that? Just like Paul, redirect time, energy, and passion from one thing to another. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, binge watching on Netflix. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's video games. Can we redirect some of our time, energy, and passion to something more kingdom related? Um, something to think about. The second thing is uh, our theme in Acts has been acting up. And, and the act up statement that I see from this chapter is, after knowing who Paul was, God can use anybody to act up for Jesus. He used a guy like Saul who was okay with killing Christians. He used a guy like that to take the message of the gospel of Jesus to everybody else. And maybe we're thinking to ourselves, man, I, I don't know if I I don't know if I got it. Or I don't know if I have the knowledge base. Or have you do you know my past? Have you seen my past? Do you know it? I I don't know if I have what it takes to serve the Lord. Listen, if God can take somebody who was okay with killing Christians and he used that person to act up for Jesus, he can absolutely use us and anybody else to act up for Jesus. So hopefully you can take away those two things. We've got some questions for you to stew upon. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Acts chapter 9, great chapter. Peace out.